What is the Bible? How did the Bible come into being? What place does it have in our life? Thank you for tuning in to this special theology edition of Consider It. I'm Blair Cushman, the lead pastor of Redemption Bible Church in New Braunfels. On these episodes, we're going to examine each section of our doctrinal statement. And it's our hope that as you listen, your mind will be sharpened, your heart will be stirred, your hands will be strengthened to love our God and one another more vibrantly. On this episode, we examine our statement on scriptures. To learn more, you can find our doctrinal statement online at redemption.bible. Our statement on the scriptures says this, We believe the 66 books of the Old and New Testament to be the full record of God's self-disclosure to mankind. Different men, while writing according to their own styles and personalities, were supernaturally moved along by the Holy Spirit to record God's very words, inerrant in the original writings. Therefore, those applying themselves to study its literal, historical, grammatical context can accurately understand God's word. Scripture is fully trustworthy as our final and sufficient authority for all of life. Now that's kind of a mouthful statement. I would uh, uh, give you that. And so that's the nature of uh, this podcast and, uh, and all the others in our theology editions as we walk through each statement of our doctrinal statement. And so uh, it's no uh, accident that we begin with this statement in our doctrinal statement, that this uh, one has the priority of place as the first one. Uh, And the reason for that is um, because uh, all of our other statements, all of our other beliefs about who God is, who we are as human beings, and how we uh, live in light of who God is, all are derived from the scriptures. If you take scriptures out of our human existence, we really have nothing. We have, uh, uh, we we only have our uh, whims to go on in uh, uh, in this, uh, really in our human existence. And so, uh, uh, apart from this, we don't have anything that is sure, that is uh, right, that is uh, absolute and authoritative. We would be uh, reliant upon uh, uh, another type of revelation from God. And so, praise God for His wisdom for his kindness towards us in uh, giving us uh, the scriptures. And so uh, what we're going to do now is just walk through uh, each of those sentences. Uh, They are precisely written, um, and uh, each word has been thought through and are derived uh, from the scriptures and what the scriptures say about themselves. And so let's uh, let's just kind of take each uh, uh, sentence here uh, through the course of this podcast, and I hope that as you listen, um, this will be very helpful for you. It'll be very instructive. And uh, so we're going to look at multiple verses. If you're uh, uh, sitting uh, down at home, I would encourage you to grab your Bibles now. If you're driving or uh, working out, it might be a little difficult. probably don't want to open your Bible as uh, you're driving, uh, but you can take note of them and go look at them. 
as, uh, uh, as you study yourself. But I'll read them for us as we go. So let's dig in. That first sentence says, We believe the 66 books of the Old and New Testament to be the full record of God's self-disclosure to mankind. Now that uh, is a, a you know very basic sentence, but it also uh, uh, is very instructive. So when we say the 66 books of the Old and New Testament, that does include the 39 books of the Old Testament or the Hebrew Bible and the 27 in the New Testament. Testament that uh, were written in Greek. And so that's very uh, precise. And what that means is that uh, uh, we do not believe that there are other books out there that somehow missed getting into publication in the Bible that you have. Um, there are others also that uh, believe in books like the Apocrypha, and uh, we would say that those are not a part of inspired scripture. They may be informative, they may be instructive, they may even be historically accurate uh, describing the events of those uh of those uh, years and those events and those people. However, uh, they are not uh, inspired from God. And so the 66 books that we have are unique amongst anything else ever written in all of mankind uh, from Adam and Eve on in every language, in every nation, in every tribe, in every tongue. These 66 books are unique because of their origins. And so we have these books here, um, and uh, and that means everything else is excluded. Um even though it's popular in some, uh, uh, you know, in some circles, and really recently that there are like the hidden books, the Gospel of Thomas or the Gospel of Mary, uh, those have been uh, both uh, sovereignly uh, uh, by God and uh, and wisely by uh, you know church leaders, believers throughout the ages, as left out from the scriptures. Um, there's not something missing that we should be looking for in that sense. And so how did it come into being? Um, how did it, how did these 66 books come into being? Well, really through the affirmation of uh, godly men and women, uh, through the sovereign control of God, these books have been uh, since the writing, uh, all the way back to the uh, Old Testament and even through the New Testament, these books have been uh, affirmed by church leaders as uh, as being divinely inspired. Um, and that has been affirmed and reaffirmed all throughout uh, the ages. And so contrary to some uh, beliefs, it wasn't just like an invention of you know Constantine or other uh, early church guys that uh, put together the Bible and left out certain things and kept in certain things. No, there has uh, uh, been a long succession of affirmation and reaffirmation by um, God's people that these are the books that contain the full record, the full record of God's self-disclosure to mankind, recording uh, what uh, God has deemed necessary for us uh, for life and godliness. And so what makes these uh, books unique? Uh, what is it that uh, sets them apart? Well, that really is what our the next statement is about. It says, different men, while writing according to their own styles and personalities, were supernaturally moved along by the Holy Spirit to record God's very words inerrant in the original writings. And so this is, uh, uh, this is really what makes it unique, makes it distinct. When we say they are divinely inspired, um, that doesn't mean that... Um, 
you know, the, the writers of the Bible, the 40 plus uh, various writers from the Old and New Testament that wrote over a scope of several thousands of years. That doesn't mean that they were in, um, you know, some trance-like thing, you know, zombified where their eyes kind of roll back in their heads and, you know, their, their hand comes out kind of uh, against their own volition and, you know, they take pen and, or I guess in those days, quill and ink and began to write on parchment, uh, you know, against like their own workings. No, uh, they were uh, writers uh, indwelled by the Holy Spirit, uh, divinely inspired using their own giftedness and personality to write things from God. Here are these verses from 2 Peter chapter 1, verses uh, 20. Uh, well, let's actually back up to verse 19, uh, 20, and 21. Uh, Peter writing says this, And we have the prophetic word more fully confirmed to which you will do well to pay attention as to a lamp shining in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your heart. And so even there, he's, he is, uh, Peter's alluding to uh, the scriptures as something more sure than even uh, the prophecies of prophets. Like we have this recorded, like here before us, uh, able to be read and studied and reread and restudied and reexamined. Verse 20 says this, knowing that this, first of all, that no prophecy of Scripture comes from someone's own interpretation, for no prophecy was ever produced by the will of man. See that? So, uh, the prophecy, what we have in the scriptures, or even uh, uh, the verbal prophetic utterances of prophets, they never come from the will of man. When they do, they're wrong. Their they're source is us. But what makes things unique is that, uh, here's the rest of the verse, but men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. And so what this is here affirming is uh, the divine origins of, of the scriptures, you might be familiar already with Second Timothy chapter three, when when uh, uh, Tim, uh, Paul writing to Timothy uh, says that all scripture, all the writings, your Bible is inspired or breathed out by God. That's Second Timothy three sixteen, and so its source is from God using human instruments. These 40-plus men over several thousands of years writing down and recording the very words of God. And because it comes from God, that's why we say things like the Scripture is inerrant or without errors, um, and particularly without errors in the original writings. Now, right away, when we hear that, some balk at that, They're like, oh, the Bible is full of errors, and it's all full of discrepancies. Well, I would love to, uh, to sit down and talk through any uh, errors or discrepancies that you think you may have. Um, I've been studying the Bible for some 20 years now by God's grace, um, and don't claim to uh, know everything. Uh, by any means and look forward should God tarry to continue studying the Bible for decades yet to come and and uh, and yet even in my study I've not found a supposed error or discrepancy that when I just sat down and studied and and uh, looked at within the context didn't come uh, into uh, greater clarity or there wasn't underst- there or understanding came 
uh, came about just by studying. I haven't found any errors. But ultimately what we mean, just going back to this term of inerrancy, is that uh, the Bible is, uh, is without errors in that it will never lead us astray. It will never... Um, it will never point us in a wrong direction, but everything that the Bible uh, uh, says and proclaims and teaches is true. It is, uh, it is right and good. And the only reason that it, we can say that about the Bible is because we also believe in its origin. And what we believe about God is what we therefore believe about his word. God does not lie. God is not wrong. He does not lead anyone astray. And because of that, his word is always right. Uh, Proverbs 30 verse 5 says, Every word of God proves true. He is a shield to those who take refuge in him. Do not add to his words, lest he rebuke you and you be found a liar. That's Proverbs 30 verse 5 and verse 6. Every word of God proves true. And so that's why we can say this about the scriptures. Um, Psalm 19 is another uh, fantastic uh, section of scripture. The first six verses talking about the general revelation of God uh, as seen in creation, and then the special revelation of God uh, in verses 7 through 11, uh, really speaking of the scriptures. So Psalm 19 Verse 7 says, The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. Verse 8 and continuing on says, The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandments of the Lord uh, is the commandment rather of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The rules of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, even much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and drippings of the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is your servant warned. In keeping them, there is great reward. That's Psalm 19, 7 through 11. And so uh, the writer of this psalm, he uses a variety of words here to describe the Bible, calling it the law of the Lord, the testimony, the precepts, all speaking of the scriptures that we have just using some poetic uh, license to describe it in a different way. But how does he describe the Bible? He says it's perfect, it's sure, it's right, it's pure, it's clean, it's true, it's desirable, it's sweet, uh, it's rewarding, um, it's uh, instructive in, uh, in these verses. And so uh, why, why is it that? Well, as we've just established, it's because God is all of those things. And so therefore what he says follows from his character. And so just like in our own life, uh, out of the heart, the mouth speaks, uh, Jesus says in the New Testament. And so the things that we say uh, reflect our character. And because we know who God is, we can say these things about him. And so it is inerrant. It's uh, sufficient. It's trustworthy. The scriptures are authoritative. And, uh, um, and, and those that come and heed God's words, that obey God's words, uh, there is a great benefit. As you just heard me reading through these scriptures, you heard of, uh, of all the benefits that, uh, uh, that we humans uh, receive when 
we apply ourselves to the scriptures. And so uh, that next statement in our, our doctrinal statement, therefore those applying themselves to study its literal, historical, grammatical context can accurately understand God's word. And this is one of the great uh, joys and privileges of being a believer. We as Christians um, are indwelled <clears throat> are indwelled by the Holy Spirit. And it's the Holy Spirit that enables us to understand God's word in its context. Now, don't uh, think of this as some like special revelatory secret knowledge like you uh, may have come across in our world. Um, but in many ways, it is only truly understand. Any human being can read the Bible and make sense of the words here. But there is a supernatural or a spiritual element that uh, is uh, special for Christians uh, when we apply ourselves to the study of the scriptures in the right way. You saw the benefits here in Psalm 19, 7, 11. It revives the soul. It makes us wise. It rejoices our heart. It enlightens our eyes. It endures forever. It is righteous altogether. It is uh, sweet and uh, rewarding in all that it does. And so uh, who doesn't need any of that? I mean, how many of us are tired or weary and need some reviving? Where do we go when we need to be enlivened? We come to the scriptures. How many of us need direction? How many of us need to know uh, what to do? We come to the scriptures. How many of us need some more joy in our life? I need that. Aaron and I just recently talked about how we want to add some more fun into our life. And when we come to the scriptures, we can rejoice and have more joy and more fun. It does the exact opposite. It's not following the scriptures aren't some uh, like uh, killed joy. It's not boring, but actually it rejoices the heart. And um, how many of us need something that is, uh, 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 that is long-standing? How many of us need something that is a sure foundation that uh, never uh, loses its relevance? Well, it's the scriptures. They endure forever. And uh, we find this when we come to the Bible and we apply ourselves to its literal, historical, grammatical uh, understanding. And so that's a that's a very key thing for us as we uh, think about uh, scriptures and even us as redemption. How do we take scriptures? Well, we do take it literally. We come to the scripture um, and uh, not from a sense of, oh, this is just a nice allegory like a fable or... Um, or a children's bedtime story. No, we are to interpret it literally. Now, not like some wooden literal uh, 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 understanding of things without understanding the nuance of language and figurative language. And so we uh, take figurative language literally, not in the sense that we just follow everything like Amelia Bedelia per se, but uh, we understand it uh, in in the in the sense that it is supposed to be as good, uh, you know, grammatical uh, um, language understanding people. And so uh, that historical grammatical uh, statement there is uh, very important for us as well. Um, we, as we approach the scriptures, we need to understand the historical context, uh, the author's original uh, intention, 
And so when we come to books like Genesis and Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, we understand that Moses was writing those books. And really, it's one volume, the Pentateuch, the first five books. And Moses was writing and recording the uh, origins of creation and the origins of the nation of Israel and, and recording it in a book from God to give to the children of Israel uh, that were coming now into the promised land, those that were alive in the book of like Joshua. And so when we understand the historical context, that sets the, the tone and gives our perspective as how we are to understand this and therefore how to apply it. And, and we understand the grammatical nature of language in those days and how they wrote and how they communicated with one another. And all of that helps us to understand the scripture and therefore apply it. We don't want to be guilty of applying uh, certain promises from the Old Testament in a wrong way that were intended uh, just for uh, like the nation of Israel. Now, but from that, there are specific application from those verses and those promises, but maybe not just in the very specific sense that uh, that Moses might have been writing or David may have been writing or uh, you know Job or something else in the Old Testament or even in the New Testament, and Paul writing to uh, the Romans and a specific group of people, a specific church in the city of Rome in the middle of the first century. Um, now there's lots to glean and we lots to apply and that's a or the book of Romans particularly is a treasure trove of theology and practical Christian living. And yet uh, we understand the author's original intention and then make application into our own life based on that understanding. And so those are very uh, important uh, things and very important uh, uh, like perspectives uh, because not everybody believes necessarily the same way or approaches the scriptures in the same way. Um, but because its source is from God, we make these claims because uh, God used uh, certain people to uh, record scripture. Uh, when we come to it and apply it, we ourselves in a certain way. Uh, therefore, we can say this last statement that scripture is fully trustworthy as our final and sufficient authority for all of life. Now, You've seen uh, uh, Psalm 19, or you've at least heard me read it. Um, you've heard me read from Second Peter 1. You've heard me quote the first part of Second Timothy 3.16. Uh, that, uh, uh, that verse actually goes on because all Scripture is breathed out by God. It says, uh, then, as, as a result of it being uh, breathed out, its origin being from God, he says, then it's profitable for teaching for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. And so what does that mean? This it, Well, it means like, think of it this way. The scriptures are, they're profitable or useful for teaching us, of telling, think of it like a train tracks. So it, uh, the scriptures tell us how to get on the tracks of faithful, biblical, God-glorifying, Christ-exalting, spirit-empowered living. It teaches us how to do that. But it also, the scripture teaches us, it reproves us when we get off the track. It says, hey, hey, don't go there. You're walking away from the Lord. The scriptures teach us that. And it also then is useful for correction or teaching us, here's how you get back 
on the tracks. And then it's also profitable for training in righteousness or uh, here's how you stay on the tracks and here's how you persevere and continue on in your sanctification of living a faithful, God-honoring, holy life um, that we may be complete. We may be equipped or adequate for every good work of living a life that uh, pleases God and proclaims God. And so this is how we come to the scripture. It's sufficient. It is trustworthy. Um, and because it comes from God, it's uh, authoritative. It uh, gets the last word in every conversation. And this is very important for us. Um, as we kind of wrap this up then, and uh, what is what is the scripture? You might uh, uh, think of it this way, like an eye scan. Now, not, uh, not like your eyes that you see with, but like an iPhone. Think of this like an acronym. Um, if you have a pen and paper, you can write this down, eye scan. The I uh, stands for inerrant. It's inerrant. Um, it's a, it's a sufficient is the letter S. It's clear, uh, meaning that it's able to be understood. Um, it's uh, authoritative uh, in that it has the final say. The final word comes from God, and so uh, nothing else is superior to the uh, commands of the Scripture. And last, the letter N, it's necessary. We need the Scriptures uh, for salvation. In that same passage, 2 Timothy 3, in verse 15, he says, um, And how from childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred writings, that's the scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. The scriptures are necessary for uh, mankind to be saved, for boys and girls, men and women, to come to Christ. It's necessary. We need this. Apart from it, we would not know God nor know how to be saved. And so God in his infinite wisdom uh, gave us the scriptures that we might proclaim it. And just why in chapter 4 he goes on to, to, to charge Timothy to preach the word. Not to preach your opinions, not to preach some vision that you had, not to preach a Shakespeare, but to preach the word. And, uh, and then we might see people come to be saved. So I scan, think about I-S-C-A-N, it's inerrant, it's sufficient, it's clear. It's authoritative, and it's necessary. These are our beliefs uh, on the scriptures at Redemption Bible Church. Now, if you have questions or other things came up in, a, an, in the listening of this episode, I would obviously invite your questions. You can uh, text them in to our normal considerate podcast, and we can take your specific questions. How to do that is to text the word redemption and your question to 474747. And we will uh, consider and uh, take those questions. But for now, uh, enjoy the study of God's Word on your own and together with God's people in your small group and in the context of the church as we uh, devote ourselves to the study of uh, God's Word so that we might be better worshipers, worshiping God in spirit and in truth. Thank you for tuning in to this special theology edition of Consider It. Or to find out more about what we believe, you can find our doctrinal statement online at redemption.bible.